Welcome to The Problem, a Lockwood & Go podcast. I'm Caitlin. I'm Alan. And this week we are talking about the seventh episode of the show Mesmerized, which was directed by Catherine Morshed and written by Ed Heim. Heim? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going to say it's Heim and not like he may or something. We like were that. just talking about Princess Mononoke, so that is where my brain went. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I think he's a, he's written two other episodes of this season, so. Oh, so I've said his name before. Interesting. Yep. No memory of that. <laughs> this is, I think it's the shortest episode. It's under 40 minutes. And I have more notes than any other episode so far. A lot happens in this one. And I Whoa, think, man. And we <laughs> so get, much. We get a lot. Like, there's a lot of the plot in this one I'm personally kind of meh about. But it gives us a lot of really good character stuff. That's what my notes are. Yeah. It's all like emotion, emotion, emotion. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's an interesting episode because a lot of the time when it's just the straight plot stuff, I'm actually kind of bored. But then we'll go to a really intense character scene and I'm like, no, wait, this is good. And we needed the plot to get to here. So. Yeah. I wouldn't say bored, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's feels very mechanical. It's, yeah. it's not the thing. But it's good. It's also super weird. That it's the second last episode. I know. Like our next one's the last one. It doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I remember when we started, you were like, oh, this is going to take us like well into July. That's weird. And now we're here and it doesn't feel like any time passed at all. I know. I know. <laughs> <sighs> weird. Um. So the beginning of the episode, it starts with the camera on a ghost lamp again. Not exactly the same shot from episode one, but very similar. And then mm -hmm. we come down on George alone instead of in episode one where we came down on Lucy and Lockwood. And I liked that a lot. I don't oh. know if it was purposeful on their part, um, but it felt like it to me. And I liked it. Yeah, I do. Like, I like that, too. That really fits into with like a lot of this episode is meditating on like being alone yeah. or being. Yeah. In the, in the Lockwood and Co group. You so can say family, good. the Lockwood and Co family. Yeah, that's right. That's the right word. I know words. <laughs> I've heard of them. <laughs> I've heard of them. Uh, George is very upset as he's like going down the street. He is. And I love like it's the beginning of the episode. There's no reason yet for him to be this upset. At least that we know of. Possibly Lucy and Lockwood are late, but. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Yeah, he's very agitated. Yeah. We don't know. Like maybe him and Pamela had a big fight. <laughs> where she, she was left. like you're a child <laughs> i wish that had happened but it even though it would hurt george you know that's an interesting thought because he calls her later right at the end yeah. of the episode and i'm so mm -hmm. curious about how she got into his head about that because obviously yeah, we see george in the previous episode tell her that they're going after the bone glass so the rest of their like night alone together that's weird to say uh <laughs> <laughs> Right. must have been about her like really subtly bringing him around on the idea of when he has the mirror giving calling her and taking it to her so that they can experiment on it mm -hmm. but not like blatantly saying that it's a shame you have to take that to deep prac yeah just think of all the things we could learn from it together yeah. but obviously it has to go to deep prac but if it didn't yeah. i could spend more time with you mm -hmm. you know <laughs> 
<laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm so glad this is where we're starting. Anyways, uh, then we're in a cab with Lucy and Lockwood. And I, <laughs> I do like that they have a quick discussion here about how Penelope's going to know it was them. Which is great because oh, I don't right, yeah. I don't remember that, that happening at all. And so I'm glad they acknowledge that. Although I, I do think it will ch- change things. Well, maybe not. Well, yeah, we'll have to see. Like in the books, I feel like they trust Penelope a little bit longer. And I don't see why they would after this. Well, they have to see how she reacts. Because she could play it in a way where it like makes sense. And she could, you know, like if she just ignored it, then there, then you wouldn't trust her. Yeah. But she could do it in a way where like, you took my property. I'm proud of you for solving the case, but like, this isn't the way we could have collaborated. You should have talked to me. Mm. Yeah. 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 That kind of thing. That's like, true. Draw them, draw them in closer. That's true. I thought you were going to talk about how, and I, that's why I was giggling mm-hmm. is that they Lockwood asked if they're being followed, which to me is like a reference to. Oh the book. yeah. Yeah. Reference to <laughs> kids like following whole, them. Yeah caper to that in the book but it doesn't happen here i think in the show though they make kips and his team even more uh incompetent than they are in the book because like they're just not involved at all in the yeah yeah they're like in the fifth panic room or something yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i love this because in the show they were li- at least they re in the show in the books they realized that lockwood was ahead of them in the investigation, right. it just started following them around everywhere and like stationed themselves outside Portland Row. Yeah. So they had to like lose fits. There yeah. was a cab chase and the cabbie is really funny because they're they're like, well, for that much money, I'll I'll ram the car into him. You, yeah. you, <laughs> I won't just drop you off at the corner. Like, let's have a real car chase. And Lockwood's like, calm down, dude. Like, just let I know. us out. I, if Lockwood is telling you to calm down, you know yeah. you've made some bad decisions <laughs> in life. And last week I talked about how that was probably the quickest, uh, like, cold open into the opening credits. But this week beat it. Oh, yeah. This is super fast. Yeah. We're just boom right away. Because we got, we only have 37 minutes. We got, we got to go. That is short. It's really short. It feels like so much happens. Yeah, too, I didn't even like... realize. Interesting. It's. Although I like that they do that because I feel like in streaming shows, there's so much like a lot of the time the episodes end up being longer. And if it doesn't need to be longer, there's no reason to make it longer. Yeah, that's one of the cool things about streaming is yeah. you could have like really short episodes or long ones, whatever the whatever it needs. needs yeah. to be. But you're right. They they do tend to be a little bit flabby sometimes. But this is like super tight. So then we get we're back to George and he Flo kind of pulls him scares the crap out of them that's (laughs) what she does like it's unnecessary she's like someone could see you and like you could still be seen where you are Flo like you're not that hidden (laughs) you're just and then like Lockwood and Lucy end up standing where George was so they're right there yeah (laughs) but I love as they're running up Flo says look at the smile on him this won't end well yeah 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 that's good oh Flo I love Flo (laughs) yeah i I love to, she has this really good line where she says, London ain't just the streets, you know? Yep. Um, You would think that the river would be more full. Yeah, because like have more longboats and like houseboat type things because of the protection. Yeah. Yeah. And more of those like cafes that we saw in episode, whatever that was, five, six. six. Yeah, I thought that too. It's got to be the most expensive thing you could do though. To be like, we're going to have a lot of boats 
on the Thames, it would be like just the permits, I would think. It's like mm. you're really spending money there. But if in that world, they would probably be set up for it. Oh, no, I mean the show. Oh, the like, show. Yes. Okay. Right. For like all the, yeah, like insurance and yes. like okay, that's, composing that's a fair the shot point. and that's all that a, stuff. That's a good fair point. Yep. I wasn't even, I was just in the world, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I think there would be a lot more traffic and there'd be a lot, lot more like young people. Although it's really clever of Flo to live like this, I think. Yeah. I, but we'll get to that. Okay. Um, or no, we go right to it. What am I talking about? Flo we go has, right on the boat. Yeah, we go right on the boat. Flo has a plan to get them there on the river. And George is being real kind of tetchy about everything. Mm-hmm. Yep, she knows uh, a back way into Winkman's. She's already scouted it to make sure it's safe. I will say, so, George does ask to confirm that they got the book, and they do confirm that they got the book, and then it's like doesn't come up again this episode. So it, it, I understand that they do read it in the next episode, but it does feel like a lot of shit happened in the previous episode for not much payoff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this uh, is always the thing in like mysteries where you. I can always feel like the mechanics of the mystery in things like this, because you really need this thing to like do the mystery the right way at the end. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it doesn't feel necessary when they do it, but we have to have it in hand at that point. So like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. They it's just move funny. Move over it as quickly as possible. Uh, uh, and we find out that somebody has to stay with flow. Mm hmm. <laughs> the awkward moment when they all look at each other. And then Lucy's like, we could draw straws. <laughs> and George is like, who are we kidding? Of course it's me. Poor guy. Hmm. I would expect him to put up more of a fight. Because of the mirror? Yeah. yeah. The uh, I know we we don't have time, but like, I don't know. Felt off. Well, I guess there's sort of the two things happening here. His need for the mirror and also his feeling like an outsider to Lockwood and Lucy. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I guess the insecurity won out. Ah, oh, mm -hmm. teenagers. I would rather die than be one again. Oh, no way. Yeah, there's not enough money in the universe. Yeah. They get in through a hatch in the building. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, the, it's just this tiny little, I don't know. And it seems like they're, like, right on the water or something. So maybe that's, like, a garbage. Or shipping. Shooter. Yeah. Something oh, like that. oh, yeah. It might have been like a, because everything in London has been repurposed from like an older, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, I yeah. mean, not everything, you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So that might have been like for coal. Right, right. Or something. It was probably for coal. I feel like every weird entranceway in a building in England, that's where the coal <laughs> was, you know? Yep. <clears throat> I've grown up in places where like there's still the, here's where the coal was shoveled in and here's where the milkman left the bottles i am where i lived in in toronto when i was a kid we had like a milkman pass through from yep. the outside to the inside it was all like boarded up so you couldn't use it anymore but the doorways were still there it was really weird oh we would we would put stuff in the one at our grandparents house all the time oh yeah we, we would keep stuff in but like you couldn't pass through to the hallway because it was like a townhouse mm -hmm. it was it still worked as a pass through, oh, we would do that constantly. Interesting. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about our childhoods. Yeah, <laughs> I do like that. Flo, like, tells Lucy, like, she grabs her and she's like, "the The Winkmans are a lot worse than ghosts." 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, and she knows the telling walk with that would mean nothing. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. And she's already warned them about this. And mm-hmm. it, it reminded me that, like, she has no idea that they were already captured and tortured. And she doesn't know that all that happened. Right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Because Ruby could be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know all about it. I, you know what? Okay, you just called her Ruby, which is fine. But like, oh, it I'm does, sorry. It does yeah. suck. <laughs> like that Ruby and Lucy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that. Terrible. That happens all the time in and my then, mind. And then there's a character named Nori, and I tweeted about this. And then, then there's there's also Antony, and there's like another character in the later books called Holly. And I'm like, why? Why? Yeah, why names? Stop it. <laughs> I mix up Lucy and Holly, just the names, obviously, not the characters, every single time. Yeah, I'm always on the edge of doing it. And it really doesn't help that Flo is in here all Georgie and Lockie. Yeah. Like, well, just stop. Stop. Yes, exactly. Uh, although, I like Georgie. He seems like a Georgie, you know? I mean that as a compliment. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, <laughs> oh, once they get into, like, the little storeroom that they end up in, they put on their rapiers. And I figured this is why they decided... To not have them wear rapiers at the party, right? So that they oh, could be making so could a like, change here. Mm-hmm. We can like buckle up, yeah, in a cool little sequence because they decided to keep them in their fancy clothes, which I'm pretty sure in the books they did change into not fancy clothes. Yeah, they're, yeah, they have like a whole kit that they're. There's more, it feels like there's more of a plan that's coherent than what's oh, yeah. going on in the show. In the books, they are shown to be competent yeah. and have a plan. In this one, they're like, we don't know what's happening, but somehow we've got a bag full of sources we're going to throw at them. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a improv all the way down. It's real bad. I do, I do really wish, I had this complaint last episode too, that sometimes they were shown to be competent. Mm-hmm. as as like a group as a planning thing or like they can get away with things it's not going to ruin the tension yeah i think what goes on here though it's like what you said that the, the plot serving the character development yeah, yeah that we need to like car crash lockwood yeah. emotionally to get to the moment no it's true it's true that is yeah like i actually don't enjoy the addition of this undercover deep rack agent but they do need it for the where they wanted Lockwood to go in this episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, whatever. I agree. Yeah, it's it's interesting to do this. It makes a lot of sense that this that this is what Deeprac does. That they don't just send children, yeah, into like you know, yes, these crazy situations. That they actually do have like adult officers who do investigations and are like trying to dismantle criminal organizations and stuff like that. That makes a lot more sense than yeah. anything that we get out of the books. But it also like there's one of two things happening here that either Barnes is a real piece of shit to throw these kids into this situation where this undercover officer is because like that's not going to go well. Yeah. Or he doesn't know about it and there's like bad communication around like he's on this case barnes is on the mirror case and they know about winkman having it and he just doesn't know like that's not good either did lockwood and or lucy tell barnes about the winkman involvement or did they just tell him about carver 
I don't well, even, remember the conversation. Even if they didn't, this guy would know that they have the mirror, which means that Deeprak should know that well, they he, have. Well, he might not have had a chance to contact Deeprak. Like, yeah. I assume under undercover people have a... a handler. A handler, yeah. Meet. Yeah. So he might not have might not have had a chance to tell them and i i genuinely don't remember if we know from like the conversation from last the beginning of last week's episode if they told barnes about the winkmans i don't think they told him anything that they absolutely didn't have to yeah i don't think so either because otherwise deeprak would know where the mirror was yeah they just knocked the door down why would they they wouldn't bother to send them in so maybe scrap all that, but <laughs> because I was like, when I was watching it, I was like, what the fuck, Barnes? Like, you're really messing up this investigation over here by letting Lockwood loose in the middle of this whole thing. But maybe he just doesn't know about it on yeah. multiple levels. And I don't think Barnes would know about undercover agents. That undercover seems like guys. a different yeah. department than his liaisoning with agents. Yeah. But this undercover guy is... I don't know if you caught this, but he's a Vulcan from Star Trek. I did not catch that at all. Because he pinches the shit out of oh. Lockwood. And like, I thought you were saying he was like in the show, in no. one of the Star Trek shows. No, no, no. I was like, what is he doing to Lockie? He's like... He like grabs onto his collarbone and digs in. I hate... Ugh. He's giving him what I think of as the dad grab. Yes. That you would... Yeah, to, to a small boy who thinks he's a man and being like, son shut the fuck up. Like, get out of here. You're about to ruin everything. But, like, what was his goal? Yeah, I think he would have let the mirror go tonight. Uh, he didn't care about that, it seemed like. It didn't this guy. seem like that, but what, what, I feel like he's got enough and, like, why wouldn't he have told Deeprak, yeah, there's this illegal auction happening. Come and raid it. What? Yeah. <laughs> what was he looking for? The even bigger score. Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> He's literally here, like you said, because we need this we, to happen. Yeah, to we Lockwood. need him to die. Yeah. <laughs> Which it is does also- make sense. Like, it's plausible enough that people like this exist. And you just can't look at it too carefully yeah. about motivations and stuff. Uh, I do like just before the people come in with the undercover dude, uh, Lockwood and Lucy Hyde, and they give a little shout out to the books there where Lucy realizes her rapier is sticking out. I just like, oh, yeah. pull it in. So from when they were hiding in the library in the books. So that's mm-hmm, nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I just like little things like that. I didn't even make that connection. That's exactly, exactly right. Uh, the undercover agent tries to give them a way out, but <laughs> he doesn't know Lockwood. <laughs> he doesn't know who he's talking to. This This is really good writing, though, I think, because it's not just that, oh, we're in the belly of the beast, so we have to there's no way out but through like to put a choice in front of Lockwood and be like, you could leave now. Like you didn't understand what you were coming into. Mm -hmm. You don't really have a plan. And there is someone else here who is taking care of the problem. Like you could go. And now there's a choice. And so like for Lockwood to double down and be like, this is what's happening is a whole other thing. I think. Yeah. Especially since, if they left and contacted Deeprak and said, this is where the mirror is. There's an auction happening right now. Blah, 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 blah. That's still them winning. Like Kip says, right. no fucking idea what's going on right now. Yeah. So. Exactly. This, Barnes would trust them. This would like fix a lot of things for him. Yeah. 
this is definitely just only bad decisions, no therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a, in my notes. I was like, oh, death drive, baby. Like we're get behind the wheel. Like, yeah, um, it's all it's all bad. And of course, Lucy can't just leave him to die. I think I would. I would <laughs> you like, would see you, bud. Like, Have fun. I gotta go. I'm gonna live. <laughs> I choose life. Uh, no, she can't. Yeah, she can't do that. And I think that like touches directly back on her trauma. Of um, yes, you know of she course. she yeah she turned back to go get the adults and be like there's something bad in there and then they all died yeah. like she can't turn her back on him yeah exactly but they do argue about it first mm-hmm. this is all really good though yes I like yes this, is this scene stuff. is great and really wouldn't have happened without the undercover guy we were just complaining about so yeah more to our point yeah and Lockwood tells her go I have to stay. Um, what a ridiculous! I have to stay. Have no what choice. He, what would he have done by himself? Uh, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess <laughs> it does. Like as they duck back into the storage room, there is the important little plot point of he sees that everybody has like a costume with robes and balaclavas that they have to wear. And yes, stuff. very lucky. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because otherwise, they had no plan for getting into the auction. Uh, I think in the book, they do know about, like, there's a certain outfit and they have the outfit. I feel like in the book, they just hide. Like, they have, like, we're going to go rob a convenience store outfits on. And they, like, hide in. They're not as oh. in the room as they are in the show. And then eventually, they just start throwing in flares and sources and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just cause I chaos. Thought- I, could- I must have conflated the show with the book when I reread it because they was talking about their masks and stuff. And uh, I, 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 I'm not a hundred percent, but I think it was like that. There is also like a very similar scene in book four where they go to a relic thing like this, and I always smoosh the two scenes in my head. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there's a better plan than what happens here in the book. Um, yeah. The and to underline that the like the radio doesn't work here when they try to call George. Yes. Which I guess the building is just a giant brick building with Well, we find out later that Flo's kinda moved away from them probably far enough that the radios wouldn't That's true. Right. I was also thinking though that probably the whole building because of what oh, Winkman's covered in like iron. Is, yes. And so it's a giant Faraday cage and they can't that get would, a signal that would make some sense yeah yeah because i that actually because they don't get a signal until they're on the roof outside. on the roof yeah yeah right but anyways lucy has some good shit to yell at lockwood here um about how just hours ago he was terrified at the thought of her leaving yeah and how he made her believe that they could be a family the three of them and now he's just like or we could all die that sound that's a good time too <laughs> she says she says this line that took me all the way back to episode one Mm. where when it comes to the family thing because she was like but at the heart of this family is you and at the heart of you and then lockwood is like what i have a cold dead heart of stone and that was what she like accused her mother of that like you don't have feelings and so like for lucy this is like 
to call him family and to call George family, like this is really, really big. Mm -hmm. This is really touching the core of her trauma. And like, and it's the core of Lockwood's trauma also, his family, obviously. Man, I just love Lucy. She's the best. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But to the cold dead heart stone thing, she does say, well, we don't, I don't know. Like, you don't show anyone. Maybe it is that, but who the fuck even knows? She doesn't say fuck. <laughs> One fuck per series. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's like the TV version of PG-13. Uh, you get one. <laughs> Lockwood says there's no- nothing good comes from letting people in. Everything ends and everyone leaves. So that's mature. Mm-hmm. Um, no therapy. Only bad decisions. <laughs> right. This is like textbook, like Freudian morning principles. Like when you're in grief, you you can't like uh, actually give responsibility to the to the person that you're grieving over. You like Lockwood can't bear to hate his parents or his family for abandoning him, which is like the real thing that's happening because that would be too painful, right? And so instead all of that anger and like hurt turns back on himself. Mm. And then you want to hurt yourself uh, because you can't bear to hurt the beloved person that you have grief over. And so this is like textbook. Just talk to a therapist stuff. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, but that he says, you know, no one's going to miss him or stay up wishing that he would walk through that door one more time. Lucy's like, well, why the fuck did you let us in then? Because it's too late now. Yeah, this is kind of beautiful. Yeah. Um, And it's also like clear that Lockwood is trying to protect people from experiencing his own trauma. Yeah. He thinks if I can be unlovable and too cool to form relationships, then no one will mourn me when I die the way that I'm sad all the time because... I'll never see my family again. But also, he can't help but be like, but I do want people. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it sucks. Life's hard. Um, and then they realize that they can't really be having this very deep, important conversation right now because of the <laughs> imminent death. <laughs> wrong place, wrong time. You <laughs> yeah. Two. Uh, but then we switch to the boat, I think. Yep, we go back to the boat, which luckily has found a bunch of fog. I miss That's fog. much cheaper than being in the city on location. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind this, though. This makes a lot of sense. It also... London's also famous for this, so... And, but it also, like, just puts them in their own little world, like, alone. Yeah. You know? It, 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 I think it makes the scenes better. It, it does. It's one yeah. of those I'm, things... I'm just making fun. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things where the need for the budget cut led to something really good. Not the budget cut, you know what I'm saying? The need to keep the budget led to something good. It, it's a really pretty scene. For sure. And it it also like helps George to feel more out of sorts. Yeah. Like he's more dislocated. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what's going on, which is literally what's happening inside of him. Yeah. And he doesn't know like how far away from the mirror he is or if they're going to be able to exactly. get the mirror or yeah. So I I will say that the first time that I watched this, I these scenes made me not trust Flo because I was 
so attached to George and I didn't really understand what was trying to be communicated here. Um, so maybe for dumb people like me or like people who haven't read the book, it would be like, I just felt like Flo was goofing off or not taking this whole thing seriously. That the other time that we see her, she puts Lockwood and Lucy in danger with the cold maiden. Right. And, and she's like, I've got this other gig. Why don't we go do that? And I was like, Oh, I don't trust Flo. I don't, I don't like her. What is she? Why is she going to abandon them to like go make money? What's going on here? Mm -hmm. So it's not clear to me like right away what's really happening if is what I'm trying to say, I guess. That she's testing George. Yeah, she's she feels she can sense off of him, not in any psychic way, but like just from experience that like he is something is wrong. Yeah. Do we th if he had said yes, do we think she would have gone to do this? "Quote unquote other job that may or may not exist." No, I don't think so. Oh. She would have been like, "Ah, maybe later." You yeah. know, like, yeah. There is a part of me that thinks maybe she would have, but uh, I think mostly she wants Lockwood to live, so probably not. She might have gone to the island, right? But not to the other, <laughs> not to the other job. Yeah, quote unquote other job, if that exists. Well, like, can you imagine you send somebody in to the Winkmans and then you're looking around and you're like, well, I was double booked. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how it read to me the first time. I was like, what? Like, yeah. Wh how, what am I supposed to make of this? And so it was confusing and I just didn't know. Cause you know, like I had only read the first two books and you meet Flo, but like, I had no sense that she continues in the books or like maybe she becomes an enemy or right. And so I was like, what's going on? This Cause is this is like the first book where we meet Flo. Yeah. So you don't have the further context. I do like the bit here where George is kind of set off by the bird noises. And then Flo is just like, the world is bigger than the problem. Like right. it's not ghosts. And she keeps reminding them of that. Like how she told Lucy about the Winkmans yes. and like, it's not just ghosts you have to worry about. Uh, but then I think we we head back to the warehouse. Yep. I have, yeah, the auction happens here. They get dressed up in cosplay. Yes. Everyone's favorite pastime. Yep. And I do love when they're like rushing down the hallway. And I think Lockwood says, hold it together. And then Lucy says, you, you hold, hold it, it together. together. <laughs> I wrote that down too. That's so good. <laughs> She is done. Yeah. She is fed up with him. Uh, but because of the imminent death, they can't really have it all out. So they're going in angry at each other, which I'm sure is just the best way to have all this come out. Come, come Like to have all this go smoothly. Yeah. This is what you want when you're about to do a raid in enemy territory. <laughs> Be angry it's... and untrusting of each other. Yeah. Make sure your partner is pissed off at you. Um, yeah. But they get in. And the mirror is brought out. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, th this, I love how it looks. This is our first really good look at the bone glass. And mm -hmm. there's a moment in the book is the same when they bring it out. And they remark in the book, the narrator, or I guess that's, that would be Lucy. Mm -hmm. She's, it's first person. She says how it's like smaller than she thought it was. And it was 
like it's translucent around the frame and all of this stuff. So they like recreated it perfectly, I feel like. Yeah, it looks really cool. You can see all the bones from the people who got cut up and then put into it. It's very creepy. In in general, the props department on this show, A+. plus, Top notch, yeah. Um, And then they unveiled the mirror, but they've got this like weird thing on it that keeps the mirror part covered. Uh-huh. So that's that's fun, I guess. Who was the guy that they were like, you put you're going to put this cover on the thing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's your job. <laughs> oh, man, it was probably Leopold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that poor kid. That, that poor kid in the show. He's a little fucking snot in the books. In the book. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's a bunch of kids here in the IMDb page or like at the end credits. They're all credited as canaries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's good. It, uh, Wingman, Winkman even says, send your canaries forward. Send the canaries. Oh, yeah. God. I wrote down the kids there. Oof. That mm-hmm. that was my note on that. I wonder if you if you brought a kid, maybe you didn't have to pay a cover charge. <laughs> that was like the deal. Yeah, Bring one psychic kid, get in free. Uh, I know you're making a joke, but they do talk about <laughs> <laughs> they do talk about why the kids are there and the, because the par- the the adults are I almost called them parents Jesus the adults oh, no, are let's hope not <laughs> let's hope these kids are all kidnapped no that's not good either <laughs> shit uh, you, they just found some orphans on the street great yep even better ghost ghost orphans probably <laughs> um but they are there because obviously the adults can't guarantee that the relics that they're bidding on are actual psychical things that they all bring sensitive children to right. confirm or deny. And the sound department kicks in when they take the yes, take the silver net off. Yeah, the and buzzing it's the flies all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, don't like the kids get closer and it gets worse and worse and worse. So it's all very creepy. And then I think we're back with George and Flo for a moment. Uh, well, we do, mm-hmm. we do get a moment where Lockwood hands oh, a potential distraction to Lucy, of you know, salt bombs. I'm guessing. I don't think these are magnesium flares. Some sort of blowy uppy thing, but not yeah. we're all gonna die blowy uppy thing. Right. It's a big change from the book where they do shoot flares, but they shoot them from the boat at the building and it like blows out the windows that's the plan yeah so that everybody looks behind them and then they're able to like rush the stage it's like a really good plan unlike this where lockwood's like here good luck and lucy's like what and then he walks away <laughs> so i i do miss competent team lockwood you know like yeah if he had his head on straight, I feel like he would come up with a plan, but he's determined to get killed by these people. I don't know what it is. Uh, but yeah, we go back to the boat. Yeah. Where we're going to have a drink. I think we need it at this mm. point. It's just more of Flo kind of testing George, I guess. Talking about her life a little bit. And they do we find out mm-hmm. the boat's name is Matilda. Oh, yes. Matilda. Uh, she has... I, I don't know, like a ribbon or something that she got off the neck of a drowned Dalmatian. Um, <laughs> so that's fun for Flo. <laughs> Who wore it best? Why, Flo? Why? I, 
I feel like this is a consequence of like being alone all the time that she's a little nutty. Mm -hmm. Like it's not all tests and stuff. She is a little unhinged. And I think it also speaks to like exactly what Lockwood was talking about earlier where he's like, you know, I should, I shouldn't be an emotional burden to anybody when I die. That's the life that Flo is living. Like, if she just died, no one would know. And like, you know what I mean? Like, she doesn't have anyone. And so she does have the life that Locke was talking about, but she's lonely and trying to make a connection with George, I feel like. Like, this is fun for her. She has company. Yeah, that's so sad. Yeah. I didn't really think about it. Oh, well. She, I mean, that changes for her after this. Yeah. But she's a little manic, too. Like, I... I I don't want it to be like George is disturbed because of the mirror and Flo is like healthy and making good decisions. And like, they're both pretty messed up. Oh no. Flo even says like, you don't know what happened to me and I'm not going to talk about it. Only bad decisions, no therapy. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Why would I talk about my feelings with anybody? That would be crazy. I meant like all of them have some real bad shit. (laughs) I think George is the one with the least amount of shit. You know, mm-hmm. like, and he he just unfortunately <laughs> like magic mesmerized yeah. by the mirror. So yeah, um, so yeah, it's it's interesting to compare their different reactions to all their traumas. Yeah, yeah, especially because Flo's a little bit older, and yes. I feel like she did make a choice to survive in the and build this life and everything, but it does have like real drawbacks mm-hmm. that she's feeling by hanging out with George. But it like all of this stuff did like, again, the first time that I was watching it, like George is very anxious and upset, but I felt like he was justified in being so upset because she's like being weird. She's like, I have a dead dog collar on my head yeah. and you know, like let's go look at the birds. And he's like, my friends are in trouble. Like, so we need to go back. I would agree with you here, except he does not say his friends. He says, we're staying the here mirror. for the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. It's only on rewatching it a few times where I was like, okay, okay. I see what's going on. Yeah. But the first time emotionally, I was just like, yes, George is right. <laughs> like, go back. Flo also says a lot of things about herons here. And I just want to say that herons are not that impressive. So I don't. Oh, okay. I don't understand why you would want. We're anti-heron in here. (laughs) She's just like really into them. But I'm like, they're just a bird. I figure this is something from the books. This is another thing where I I felt like. Herons are completely showism. I'm 98% certain. If you hadn't, I thought she just had a fascination with them in another book and they were bringing that forward. Mm-mm. I was like, no. Oh, okay. I, I I said that so confidently that I immediately have doubt. But I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's not a mention of herons in the book. Huh. She does love them she, in the show. Yeah, I don't... It doesn't make sense to me. They're not that great. They've got <laughs> like weird long legs. <laughs> I don't know anything about the ecosystem in London, if they're 
are lots of herons or if they're maybe endangered or I don't know. I don't know. I see herons all the time here, so. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're back to the auction. Herons don't matter. Like real life herons. Obviously, the conversations, make, you know what I'm saying. Anyways. The auction, the, the bidding is going up and up and up. And then it makes a big jump to 500,000 pounds. And oh, the voice that says it is pretentious. <laughs> I hate that man. You can tell it's a well-heeled client with lots of money just by the way he says it. Oh, maybe it was money provided by richest woman in Who London? would have that kind of money to spend on sources that they would then display in oh. their pillars? No one that I know. And then Lockwood gets in on the bid because that's smart. Yeah, that's how you do it. Mm -hmm. That's that's how you uh, sneak is by holding up a sign. I like that the lighter that I said two episodes was useless comes back and <laughs> unlikely. Um, that it's come it's, up twice now? Twice. Yeah. It's a, it was Love important it. to establish it, actually, and that it continues to come back. So you could tell that I watched the show very carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Lockwood and uh, Golden Blade Dude, we don't know it's him yet, though, are asked to uh, approach to provide proof of means since they've jacked the price up so high. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what happens, but what's his face? Golden Blade Man goes up. I keep trying hard not to say who I'm pretty sure he is in the books. So that's mm -hmm. why I'm weird about it. He He like pulls out, I don't know, a checkbook. That's what it looked like to me. He, it yeah. just shows them some paper. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm sure on there it was like the bank account of Penelope Fitz or something. They were like, oh, yeah, OK. A no note problem. from Penelope that just said, I endorse this man and <laughs> will give him money. Full, <laughs> like full a permission slip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, checks out. Yeah. And, and then they they want from Lockwood and he's like, here's my number thingy. Uh -huh. And oh God, where did I leave my wallet? Is it in my sword? Is it in my, where is it? But very quickly they see that he has a rapier. So they're like, oh shit, it's you again. Where's yeah, your little his, friend? He's looking over his shoulder like, I gave you the bomb, didn't I? Like, <laughs> what's going on? What's the holdup? Everybody around her too is like very not aware of her flicking the lighter over and over and over and over. You know, I'm okay with that because if some dude was about to be murdered by people up at the front, I'd be paying attention to that too. Yeah. Well, I just mean she's doing that before while oh. he's like patting down, like, is it in my back pocket? My front, who, who could say? Um, so she just can't, you know, this is like the classic can't get the car started while the killer yeah. is coming to get you stuff. But she does eventually get it. Yeah. She makes another killer throw. Lucy's like deadly with the throws, I feel. So she like throws it up and it breaks apart so that it falls in the crowd and on the stage. Just maximum, you know, yep. chaos. It's yep. exactly what needed to happen. So it's beautiful. It's great. And then Lockwood, I've, he, he gets the mirror and uncovers a bunch of the sources on the stage and then gives Winkman the best devil may care grin. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck loser. And, and then runs. And honestly, I'm kind of glad that some bad things happen after this. Cause he would have been insufferable if they'd gotten away. 
oh yeah with no problem and yeah. been like see it all worked out yeah yeah i i'm just thinking of this now but winkman should have immediately been like get the canaries back up here so we know where we can walk and not walk yeah um, it's a little bit more of the sometimes adults can see ghosts that the show does but whatever yeah they do that in the book too where because the same kind of thing happens where they throw the sources open and then yeah. bolt and the adults all freak out as the ghosts like unfold they're like oh no it's a ghost and it's, i was like but you can't see that can you but it's like whatever yeah but they go into a, a blue colored hallway and ditch their dress up clothes or their cosplay for their dress up clothes yes they are back in their fancy clothes and they come to a dead end because oh. the door's been barred I actually just read my note and I was and I said, love how quickly they ditch their cloaks so they can look good on screen again. Right, right, right. Yeah. We're not paying for these people, these beautiful kids yeah. to have their faces all covered up. Come on. Even though it would have probably helped them blend in and Yeah, it would have been smarter to yeah, keep and, it on, honestly. And like the dark cloaks probably stood out less than Lucy's bright blue dress. Right. Did you see my diamond necklace? Yeah. Isn't it nice? Um, but then Lockwood causes this dude to die. Oh, man, this poor guy. I got to say, too, like, I work in a manual labor job with, like, there's lots of, like, chains and pipe and stuff. And, like, I do, like, you know, heavy lifting all the time. I don't know anyone who could, like, take a machete or anything to an iron chain and just cut that fucker off. Like, that... He is a real man, is what I'm saying. Like, whatever they're teaching at DPRAC about, like, strength training is, like, that guy's impressive. Good for him. Right. That's what it is. And not <laughs> just convenient. <laughs> it's not the plot that let him cut through that. Um, I love how Lockwood, like, gives the whole game away through looks. Like, mm -hmm. the, all of that is, like, really, really good, actually. And Winkman, like, trigs to it. And is like, you you want to tell me something? What you know these kids? What's up? Are you his dad? The way he's looking at you? What's happening? Because you kind of are his dad, <laughs> symbolically. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> it is it is good. I like any time that they juxtapose Lockwood's, you know, I'm an adult with, oh shit, I'm a kid and I'm in over my head. Yeah. Yeah. This is another this is like Coom Carey, where he's like go ahead and shoot me. You don't have it in you. And it's like, dude, he has it in him. Yeah. Like, you're wrong. Uh, and then they get through the door that was locked. And Lucy is like, we need to go into the elevator and not paying attention. But Lockwood does just sort of stare as they kill the guy. And that is going to be great for him, I think, in the future. <laughs> you know? I think yeah. that's going to help him a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then Lucy does throw a source behind them as they get onto the elevator. Yeah, this is a good use of the sources. They, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a shame to put them back in the hands of Winkman, but at the same time, it's, like, really smart. Yeah. But also, like, presumably, that means Lucy is also just murdering people. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, I'm okay with it, too, except that she doesn't seem to think about it. Yeah, I don't know if... It's not too hard to neutralize it if they brought some nets or something, but, like... But from the screams, we can assume that some people were ghosts. Oh, yeah, judged. some people definitely died. Yeah. Winkman's like, you guys go first. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's what I pay you for. 
source traps are are really good. But like Lockwood is like panic breathing. Yeah. In the elevator and like his eyes are bugging out. And Of course. Like even if yeah. he hadn't been involved in the dude being discovered, he just watched a man get murdered. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, he's losing his mind. Yeah. This this leads to like the famous, famous to me, uh, scene of Lucy grabbing Lockwood's face, like the the way they're grabbing each other and like their forehead to forehead. Yeah. And she's like, I really need you to be a dickhead again. Like yeah. you just pull it together, dude. Like we have to get out of here. It's great because I love a romantic forehead touch, but mm-hmm. this is not romantic at all. This is no please. Please be a dickhead again. Get us yeah, through this. Please, please get put your scab back over your wound because yeah. this is not the time. We can freak out later. Yeah, I like that because it's like your coping mechanism can be like your greatest advantage in a lot of ways for the way that you live your life and like live through your trauma. But it's always your biggest weakness mm-hmm. because anytime that that crutch breaks, you are on the ground like you can't handle life whenever that trauma response fails you. Yeah. And so like he cannot be the cool, awesome, you know, sword fighting ghost hunter guy because he just watched his dad get chopped up again, you know. Or like whatever, like he right, directly, yeah. like his trauma just like went off inside of him. But I, he does get it together after this. And I assume that's because he realizes, well, I guess I don't want to watch Lucy die also. So mm-hmm. dickhead mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. These relationships pull him back, That there's like evolution. There's another way out and, yeah. and things like that. And then we're back to the boat. And George gets a classic fortune cookie that they absolutely did not just write for the show. (laughs) I forgot to mention when he grabs the fortune cookie off the plate in the last episode. This is um, Chekhov's fortune cookie. Yeah, I genuinely forgotten that he opened the fortune cookie later. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was great. And it's uh, we become what we do. Like things are not faded. That's the message here. So like your choices define who you are. You're not just like an inscribed person, which is like a good, a good thing to tell someone who's like hypnotized by death itself. Maybe (laughs) Um, someone who's being magnetized to the other side. It's it's really great because he makes the choice at the end of the show. So I guess he chose. I know (laughs) it's like you are what you you are your bad choices, really. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't work out for him. This is when Flo kind of decides that the kid gloves are off and she's just like, you are mesmerized, Georgie. You got some shit going on. I mean, this is the same scene that we just have with Lucy and Lockwood, where, yeah, you know, they're not grabbing each other's heads. Yeah, I I don't I don't know why I wrote down here. Can you trust someone who's traumatized? Like, yeah, Alan, uh, let your guard down a little bit. Um, <laughs> but they're like, I guess this goes back to like how I didn't trust uh, Flo like all the way up until this point, the first time that I'm watching it. And then she starts laying down some truth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't trust anything that she's saying, though, even though I know she's right. And it must be, I guess, how George is feeling. Um and he just like explodes, but then realizes because, like you said, he's the most healthy that, oh, shit, I was wrong. Like, this is bad. What have I done? Pulling a rapier on a friend. Yeah. Yeah. 
that that's pretty I can see where that would kind of wake a person up for a minute. It's kind of beautiful, like the way that he he had all this antagonism towards her. And then he once he comes to his senses, he's willing to lean on her judgment in a real way. Yeah. And the, I feel like their connection like really deepens here. Yeah, definitely. And and Flo also kind of decides to believe in George. Yeah. It's, it's a it's, good. Yeah, it's good. It's nice. I like that they have. I like that we get these good moments between these like two couples, basically, but they're so different. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And you. Yeah. It's just good writing to because you really see how you know, how different people they are. And I feel like. When it's when you're writing a bunch of characters like that, it can be easy to just have them all sound exactly the same. Samey, yeah. Yeah. No, it's good stuff. And they're yeah, the way that the trauma is working for everybody is like very, very different and stuff too. So I think the dynamic is exactly kind of like what you said. George is a little bit more healthy and comes to his senses and um For a short time anyways. When he has yeah. support, which right. is kind of the human condition, you know? <laughs> Well, luckily he has Lockwood, who's like very dependable. Very dependable. And always there for him. And very, always coming from a good place. Right. And Lucy, <laughs> Lucy is also very healthy and won't yeah. just say anything to not be abandoned again. <laughs> and it always lets him in yeah. on what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's good in communicators. a good place. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> back at the warehouse. Um you know, the, the dude, pirate is back. Well, first of all, he's like, he says something to them. I don't even, I did not write down what, but he's still in his like cloak outfit, which was smarter of him. Um, and Oh yeah. He's like, this is the second party you've yeah. busted up tonight. And yeah. then one of them was like, you were at the ball. And I'm like, how could you not hear the pretentiousness? The <laughs> act, the voice is, how does it not just boil your blood? Every time this man speaks, I want to punch him. God, I hope. I hope that's acting. Oh, not like the real way yeah, that he I'm, talks. I haven't. I'm sure. I'm sure he's a perfectly nice, dude. I have no idea who this is, but oh, the the way that he says every single word, it's just like dripping with "I'm cool and you're not." Like, I <laughs> he want, has a very like upper class, but accent. it sounds fake. Like it sounds yeah, like yeah, he yeah. really Put wants on. to be upper class, right? Like, not that the actor's doing a bad job, but, like, that he's doing that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. It feels very... His whole thing is very, like, it's pretentious. Yeah. Like, and it's, uh, yeah, he he's doing a persona, for sure. I can't believe... So, like, and we talked about this a lot, you know, the past couple episodes, how, like, I've only read the first two books. And so, when I'm watching the show, there's... I noticed the differences, of course, from the book, but then there's also things where I'm like, oh, this feels like they're bringing later book stuff forward. Mm. And so this guy, I was like, okay, I don't remember this guy at all. And then he's like, I'm the, well, Lucy's like, you're the golden blade or whatever. And he's like, I like that. I'm the golden blade. And I was like, okay, so the golden blade has to be like book four, book five, kind of a guy <laughs> that they're introducing now to make it more organic but then when i told you that you were like no it, the words golden blade are a showism okay there is there is like a man who they clash with a bunch is he pretentious and <laughs> yes uh, and does he wear eyeliner <laughs> and he does he does well i don't i don't know about the eyeliner he does end up being like a good foil for lockwood so uh -huh. It is kind of that they have just made him given this guy a bigger role. Um, 
I have to assume because like there's nobody else this guy could be. And there's a really great bit in book three where Lockwood and him sort of end up working together for a bit. And then they get to the end of it and they both look at each other like, so do we fight now? Like, <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> it's I will great. Back yeah. yeah. Like it, it doesn't, it's not for very long, but I'm, re I really want that on screen. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, he is like really, you know, when Lucy was like, be a dickhead again, that's this guy. Like the, yeah, that's his whole thing is like Lockwood's persona that he hides in. So he doesn't have to feel things. And so it is really like yeah. him fighting against himself in a sense. Yeah, it they've they've done a good job with this. And I love I love that we get a good rapier fight. I've, this is a super cool fight. Yeah, like yeah. we've had the rapiers for so long and we have not had a good rapier fight. So I'm really, really glad that we get this. Yeah, it's very cool because he starts out dual wielding because he has Lockwood's sword plus his sword. Yeah. Because he disarmed him at the stage. <clears throat> Lockwood has nothing, of course. But at first he goes up against Lucy, who I feel yeah. like she does okay. Yeah, she does good. This is a grown-ass man with two swords. Yeah. And she's, like, already off balance. And she, like, she does pretty well. And it's a it's a brutal, cool fight. Like, he kicks her into the wall. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very exciting. I like that bit also because it's a believable, like, why she would be down for a bit. Like, getting the air knocked yeah. out of you does take a minute to... Are you kidding me? I would be dead. Like, yeah. I, I'd be like, that's it. Good luck, Lockwood. Yeah. <laughs> and then even when she does start to, like, get it back together again, she she tosses her, her sword over to Lockwood because she knows Lockwood is better. Yeah. And I think that that is very smart. Oh, but when, when he's fighting with Lucy, that's when he really turns up the condescension and is like, oh, you're okay at this, actually, but, you know, not not ready for the big leagues or whatever the fuck he says. I don't remember. And I'm just like, oh, I hate you. Yeah, yeah. I hate you so much. Um. <laughs> oh, but then when he's talking to Lockwood, he does mention that he'd already told Winkman about the double agent. So Lockwood has a bit of a reprieve from hating himself for the rest of forever about this one dude, because he would have died anyways. Yeah, he says that he would have died on stage. It's also interesting because we know that he has some relationship with Fitz. Mm -hmm. Why can I not remember her name? Penelope. Um, Penelope. I will keep wanting to call her Pamela, but that's a different mastermind enemy. Um I also keep wanting to call her something else, but that's a spoiler. <laughs> right, right, right. So there's uh there's, he's associated with basically like the establishment in my mind mm -hmm. and like the people who are supposed to be containing all the sources. But then this, he has a close enough relationship with the black market people to be like, Hey, you got a mole in your organization at the same time. So like, there's a whole other side of things than like establishment and criminals well it's like what we were talking about when winkman was first sort of introduced and that he's a criminal but he's selling these high-end like selling them very expensively back to the, the high society people right right yeah. so it it's just a big circle mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so of course fitz is involved yep even even if you wanted to make an argument for penelope herself not being involved like if course higher ups in the agency People are like her. yeah yeah and also like we hear a lot about the rotwell agency but in this season of the show we don't see anybody like we don't see the upper crust people from the second best agency mm -hmm. yeah there's just yeah i guess i mean there's just like a whole nother world of 
like adults who are into all of this stuff and they're playing both sides of the you know the of course whole they are that's how thing. they get the most money that's right that's how you do it don't worry about right and wrong just do them both yeah i love his like who are you and he's like i'm the iron in your blade i'm the fire in the furnace and i was like is he doing the darkwing duck thing what is happening right now <laughs> but then look it's just like shut up shut up <laughs> it's really good it's like please stop and then calls him a pretentious prick, which, like, I can absolutely see other people calling Lockwood a pretentious prick. So I love that. Yeah. I love that in the the fight is very, very fast. And it's yes. uh, it's the first round of it between him and Lockwood. But he manages to, like, take the dual wielding away from him. Mm -hmm. And and then Lockwood is dual wielding. And I was like, whoa, very cool. It's a great fight. I love it. Um, but then Lockwood gets his sword. Like, I guess it's not great quality in comparison with the golden blade. Right. So let's talk about Freudian castration, Caitlin. And that is just not no. where I, no. <laughs> I feel like I need everybody to know that in our like shared notes document, the only thing that Alan wrote down was trauma, 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 trauma. trauma. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I wrote no down warning. nothing, so it doesn't no. matter. But um, and then at the end, Lucy says, fuck you to technique. Love it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so satisfying to like hit this guy two times with a two by four. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's clutch. It's great. She is... I... And, and it also underlines like it is actually thematic because it comes back yep. to this whole thing of like, I'm by myself and I'm tortured and alone and no one can love me. And it's like he gets out of this because they're a team. Yep. So it really does come back to all of that. And like they get the mirror away because they're a team. Right. Too. Like he has to toss that's it. That's how they win. That's yeah. He has to toss it to Lucy and Lucy has to toss it to George. Exactly. But I've gotten ahead of ourselves. They make it up to the roof and Lockwood is like, we can uh, climb down the drain pipe, which is another kind of shout out to the books. <laughs> You're right. I, I love this bit because... Like in the book, somebody dies up here on the roof or they like fall off and Lockwood is just like, eh, he took, he's just kind of meh about it. Oh yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah. And I love that they changed that to be like, oh no, death fucks this guy up. Yeah. He can't handle it. He's way more fragile. I, d I don't think that Stroud had an Uber plan the way that they, they have the advantage of like the whole manga, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where they can, <laughs> the like... whole manga. <laughs> <laughs> where yeah. they could go Full back Metal and like Alchemist build it right. versus brotherhood brotherhood yeah, yeah exactly what i'm thinking yeah um <laughs> we talk about anime way too much for a podcast that's right. not about anime um <laughs> i i don't remember what i was gonna say i'm sorry oh yeah so i i i think jonathan stroud had like the plot over arc in his head because there is some stuff well yeah like oh yeah he does sprinkle it you're yeah you're totally right yeah. he sprinkles in all kinds of stuff yeah but but the um but the character arc that he wanted, I, I do think he was a little bit like, well, mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think he had the world more fleshed out than the character. Yes. Like. But we find out that George and Flo are here. Yep. They got there just in time. They finally make contact on the radios. And then Golden Blade Man gets up from his concussion real quick. TV time. Right. Yeah. He's fine. Don't worry, everyone. He's completely OK. I've, if somebody hit me like just that first hit in the arm with the wood beam, I'd be like, OK, I'm done. I'm out. I'll just oh, yeah, go to the 100%. hospital for a week. <laughs> yeah. That was a big two by four. She like really gave it to him. Yeah. I thought that too. I, I didn't say that, but like 
when she stands over him, like the way that she had her legs and her shoulders, I was like, that was a really good swing. Like that's good form. She just really <laughs> gave it to him. I I do also love that um, when they're talking to George, Lockwood is like, we're going to have to throw the mirror down to you because there's no way for them to get down to him. But they go the same way as the mirror, like 30 seconds after it. Right, right, right. So they should have all just gone together. There was no net to catch them, though. Yeah, I guess. Golden Blade is up, and now the fight is not pretty or have good technique or anything. They're just pounding into each other, scrambling around on the the roof. Yeah. Yeah. And I I do also like that juxtaposition of, you know, fuck looking cool. Let's just hurt each other. Yeah, because the guy, I think he thought this was like a lock, like it was going to be no problem to murder two kids. Sorry. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was so it's bad. A Freudian slip. I hate uh, myself. <laughs> but now he got, you know, he got whipped by these kids. So now he has to be like, okay, now it's for real. Now I'm gonna like, yeah, come and I'm coming after you for real. And uh, Lucy gets to throw like a girl again and get the mirror perfectly in the net that she didn't even know was there. Holy shit! This blind throw yeah. is amazing. It's incredible. <laughs> it's great. Like when she threw the net over Bickerstaff in the other episode, like yeah. the, put this girl on the pitch. Like she is amazing. Like yeah. she should be playing professional sports. Baseball's not really a thing in England. Yeah. I guess she could play cricket. I don't know if they need to. That's why I said the pitch. Oh, That's the pitch. Oh, oh, you meant cricket. Nice. <laughs> I actually know nothing about cricket. I don't know why I decided I don't to know make a either. cricket joke. Yeah. I think it's an underhanded, you roll it on the ground thing. I don't know how to play it at all. Let's not even talk about it. We'll just embarrass (laughs) ourselves. I wouldn't want to do that. So (laughs) she throws it into this net. I did wonder about, so I know even less about fishing than I do about sports, but I was like, why does the net float? Like, when would you ever need a floating net? But it does. So luckily that works out. I have no answers about nets. Usually you throw out a net and it sinks because that's what you want to use the net for is the stuff to catch the, the fishies. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Like, I'm not complaining about it. Like, maybe she has a special net for this reason or this kind of thing, but uh, they it might, get it. Might have been like just a net that she was using to store stuff and she just like dumped yeah, a bunch of stuff out. Yeah, it doesn't have weights on it. Yeah. Yeah. That works. Anyways, they throw the mirror. George and Flo get it, they drive off, and then Lockwood and Lucy jump. Like, if the boat had waited 10 seconds, they could have just gotten on the boat. (laughs) I like that the guy is like, even he can't believe that they're going to jump. Like, once it becomes clear that they're going to jump off the building, he's like, oh, I'm just going to stand here and, like, not come after you. (laughs) Because that's crazy. Yeah, well, eh, TV-isms. I like it. Like, it's, it's, oh, I thought it was cool where he was like, oh, well, I can respect that. If you're going to jump off the building, go ahead. That's may, I'm fine with that. It actually. may have been more like if they're going to jump off the building, they're probably going to die anyways. Yeah, exactly. He was yeah. like, yeah, go for it. I'm, that's fine. They, they do jump off the building in the book, though. Yes, that does happen. Into the river. Yeah. This also happens there. It's funny, too, because like there's a whole thing where Lucy thinks like, got to remember to land right and all yes. of this stuff. And my kids have taught me from playing Minecraft that if you jump, it doesn't matter how high you jump off of something. Mm -hmm. If you land in water, you get no fall damage. So it's fine. Uh, Zelda has the same. 
The same physics. Yeah. yeah. That comes from the real world. Yep. And that's, yeah. I don't know. Like, I have no idea what the threshold is. Like, once you're past here, it doesn't matter how you how you land. Bad things are going to happen to you. They would happen no matter how short the fall was to me. <laughs> Bad things would happen. Do you, do you not swim? I can swim. Okay. But it would just not be good, I feel. Like, the that building's like three, four stories. Mm. I would die. I don't think sure. I would. I've I've made some jumps into the water. I mean, the, the that they get to the shore so easily is, mm, I don't know about that. Big rivers that are near oceans have strong ass currents. Yeah, I'm uh, sure the Thames. Yeah, has a pretty good current. It's also very deep, like on purpose. They keep it deep. Well, that's good for the jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that also makes a stronger current. Yes, if it's deep. Anyways, we can't know. Um, once they're, they have that beautiful shot of them in the water, and this is where Cruel World by Phantogram starts playing. Great song. They edit it wonderfully here. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, we have a moment with Flo and George outside of Deep Rack, and Flo gives George a really good pep talk about, you know, you can do this. You can go in there and give it to them. The mirror, this not is like... such a good, like... Yeah, yeah. go in there and punch them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this is such a good like friend moment or like yeah. connection thing. She's like, then she works up the courage to ask him out. She I okay, guess. I I do like this. She invites George to kind of run away with with her, like from everything, and I like it. But her plan is to like, or we can just drop the mirror in the river, and I'm like, yeah. that's a bad plan. Has that, she has she never seen Jumanji? That? Right, like. <laughs> It will what would come go back. Wrong? I maybe maybe thirty years down the road. That's <clears throat> when like dead bodies turn up in our river here, which is about the same size as the Thames. Mm. But still, yeah, the ghost was like thirty feet tall. I <clears throat> I don't know how deep the river is. But the ghost doesn't come from the mirror. The ghost comes from his bones. The mirror is a yeah. Different I thing. get it, but like bad things, right? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's a bad plan. Um, but it's also sweet. Yeah, it is sweet, and I like it. And I like that it does sort of feel like George chooses the team over that, not the mirror. Yeah. So that's nice. And then he says, but the plan. Yeah. Which Um, actually feels very autistic coded, actually. That's how I read the whole thing, because he was like, but, 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 but. Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. Um, But then he has like a change of heart for a second there and tries to. Change his mind. It's really cute. To me, this is like the most romantic thing. I don't know. Like he where he walks in and he walks back out and he's yeah, like, that's good. you, me, the Hurons, let's do it. And she's just riding away and doesn't hear him. Mm. <clears throat> this is why we need season two. I need more. Yeah. I need more Flo and George and Lockwood and Lucy. And I want to meet Holly. I want mm-hmm. to kill this fucking pretentious prick. <laughs> Get the good skull. And we need two more seasons for that. Yeah, the good skull. Fuck me. Anyways, then we have uh, Lockwood and Lucy. Oh, does he make his bad choice here? No, that's later. Nope. That's the... We have Lockwood and Lucy crawling out of the river, which in one of the interviews, uh, Ruby Stokes pointed out that this was their stunt doubles, and I can't unsee it now. <laughs> it's just oh. it's just not them crawling out of the river. Yeah, I didn't notice. So they did fine. I guess it's pretty dark 
Yeah, stuff. when you don't know, why mm. would you even think about right. it? But now, especially Lockwood, I'm like, oh, and that's not him at all. <laughs> it's terrible. They're very exhausted. They're like looking up at the sky, trying to catch their breath. Traumatized on multiple levels. They almost died like 16 times <laughs> in the last half hour. Yeah. And they probably did and, struggle out of the river. Oh, yeah. It had to be terrible. I'm sure it's cold. It's like, it's awful. At the end, yep. it's the Thames. It's like gross, <laughs> you know. I wonder if it's so. less gross, though, because they have less. Oh, like industrial pollution. Yeah. Maybe. Although, I mean, like, if this is the equivalent of the 80s and 90s, like, there was still, like, it was still polluted then. Maybe even worse then, because we've actually made some laws yeah, since then about yeah that's an interesting point okay never mind i retract what i said <laughs> there's a really beautiful thing of like lockwood helping to pick her up yeah and the it's like you said like they always touch each other as much as they can every time they touch each other and instead she like shoves him away yeah it's this really great moment where they film it like it's gonna be a big moment but then lucy's just like fuck you it's the exact opposite yeah it's so good it's and they yeah earned it earned every ounce of it yes exactly the heartache and the anger and uh it's just it's also just great because it's one of those things where like we've talked about how the events in this episode happen very differently than they do in the book but that scene really just shows how they are still kind of honoring the book because I I feel like the easy or the tempting thing to do would be have a resolution between these two in this season. Right, 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 right. But that's not, that's not them. That's not, that's not them. Yeah. 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 That's really good. And it's organic. It doesn't feel, this doesn't feel like the plot is making this happen or they're like, they can't get together. This is like, Lockwood has ruined this in a way. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel like a show where obviously we want these two together, but we can't have them get together because then we wouldn't know what to write about. Yeah, it's not that. Yeah, it's not that at all. It happens really, really good. And it comes right on the heels of the whole missed connection with George, too. So it's like it echoes that. Yeah. Yeah. And and the George one makes sense. Absolutely, too. Yeah. For where Um, both of them are. Yeah. Yeah. but, and then we go back to Georgia and he has his own no therapy, only bad decisions moment. Well, you know, he's already in a relationship. So that's why right, he couldn't. With go. the grown ass woman. <laughs> Who, yeah. I looked up here. I was like, is that really Scotland Yard? And like, but it's not. It's a totally different building. It's like the Queen Elizabeth Convention Center or something like that. I have absolutely no idea. What Scotland Yard is, other than like vaguely it has something to do with the police. Yeah, um, it's the police in London. Yeah. But why is or it? Or like maybe it's the head of all. I've always thought of it like the head of all police in the, you know, like the most important police thing in England, but that might be totally wrong. I guess that's how I've thought of it also through the years of having it in my media. It would uh, be like for Americans, like Langley is for the FBI in America. Like oh. it's the police station of America. That's interesting. Langley mm. here is where all the farms are. That's funny. I'm sure that it actually comes from England, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it's one of those things. Yeah. 
Langley uh, is like where a bunch of sheep live in England yes. or something like that. Um, I, I just don't like, I think my first memory of Scotland Yard in a piece of media was 101 Dalmatians, which is funny that we've come back to Drowned oh, wow. Dalmatians. Um, so I've been confused about it for a long time, you know? <laughs> Was it only dog related? I don't know. <laughs> that's where the all the dog catchers yeah, exactly, are located there. Right? Yeah. I, that's what they do. And and I don't think it it's in Scotland. <laughs> it's not in Scotland. <laughs> because that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I really hope some English people are listening to this and just like oh yeah. Wanna punch me the way I want to punch Golden Blade Man, you know? Right, right, right. It's Listen, we're Canadian and American. We don't know anything. We don't know anything. We barely have a culture. <laughs> like, especially <laughs> Canadians who are like, well, maybe we'll just take some of America and a tiny <laughs> bit of over here. Oh, God. Anyways, um, that's the end of the episode. George makes a phone call and things are bad. Yeah, I mean, I assume he's calling Pamela, um, but we don't we don't ever hear the other end of the conversation. We yeah, just cut he, the credits. Yeah, it's Joplin, though. Yeah. He's calling the drums, like, as they climb up into the the finisher, into the credits. I thought you were, I don't know, making some sort of, like, that that was some sort of metaphor. No, no. (laughs) No, the actual. Literally the drums come in. Yep. And there's also, like, a moment before he does that to, like, actually be serious again, um, where you hear the buzzing fly sound. Yes. Yeah. Because he's got the mirror in his arm. He's holding it. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of like takes over and he's like, but I would use the ring for good. And, <laughs> you know, why throw it into the volcano? I mean, I know I'm right here, but I could use it for good. Yes. So. Yes. We make a phone call. Next week's the last episode. Crazy. I know I already like talked about that at the beginning, but still it's weird. It does feel fast. And this doesn't feel like a penultimate episode to me either. It feels like there's so much ground mm-hmm. to cover still. And hmm. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it. it is like, I don't know, penul- penultimate episodes to me will be like, and we're almost to the fight with the final boss kind of a thing. And I feel like we're, we haven't even gotten close. But we have. I don't know. I don't feel that way. But I mean... We have in the Bickerstaff case, obviously, there's mm-hmm. a lot of higher up stuff that we've left unexplored. We haven't read this book, the Mary Dulac book. Or yeah, anything. the the Mary Dulac book is great because it led to like a whole episode of events and then they barely read it. They don't even look at it. Well, I mean, they do next episode, but it's yeah. very quick. I just mean George he could have been on the boat reading that thing instead. He's oh, like, yeah. We got to go back. Yeah, it must. Where is the book? He has it. Lockwood it, gives it to him. No, he doesn't. Cause but he did. He no, like handed it to him on the street. He was that like, doesn't make any sense. It's got to still be in Lockwood's pocket because Lockwood and Lucy read it at the beginning of next episode. Oh, you're right. You're so right. it, it went into the Thames with them. It's really crazy then. Yeah. Anyway, that's next episode. This episode, we have to talk about punk rock. I went with Lucy hitting the Golden Blade Man with the wooden beam. Oh, I I had her doing a blind throw off the roof. Oh, that's so good too. That's good both too. Lucy. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, yours is a little better. Yeah, because that is like come up behind him. That swing is so good. It's so good, and also just 
because like uh, Lockwood and Golden Blade Man, I'm really excited for them to give him a name. Um, were... No, keep it like this. He sounds like an 1800s porn star or something. Like, <laughs> What kind of name is this? The Golden Blade. Jeez. Um, I just love that they're so locked into their very correct rapier fight. And then Lucy's just like, no, no. Whack. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did also, my other option was the jumping off the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Because that's pretty cool. And I feel like uh, punk rock people who are not involved in actually trying to take down the system, they would do that for shits and giggles, you know? <laughs> right. Well, that's why he backs off. He's like, this is too punk rock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just let him go. But yeah, no, Lucy hitting him with the beam. Love it. Good. Good, good. But the good throwing is good, too. I like that they... I feel like the books had a sort of a through storyline, especially at the beginning of, of book three of Lucy being shit at throwing things. What? So, she like throws the rapier right into Bickerstaff at the beginning of this book. Yeah, but she says afterwards that it was a mistake because uh, yeah, or that it was a coincidence. Um, like I wasn't aiming. I just threw it. Yeah. I'm, oh, I don't remember who throws it. But like Lockwood gets hit in the face with a water bottle at the beginning of book three. And I don't remember if Lucy or George <laughs> threw it at him. I think it was Lucy, though. So, yeah, there's like that through storyline. And the show was like, actually, we're going to make her real good at it. She's awesome at yeah every athletic thing that she does. She's really good at it. All right. Well, if you want to shout at us about anything we missed or got wrong, please, please do it. I, I sound sarcastic, but genuinely, I have a piss poor memory. Please tell me what I got wrong. <laughs> you can follow uh, the show. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Lockwood Podcast, or you can follow me on Twitter at Inferior Caitlin. It's genuinely like for both of us, <clears throat> if you're like, come on Twitter and you'd be like, you guys are so great and so smart. Both of us will be like, yeah, whatever. And somebody is like, you got this wrong. And we'll be like, uh-huh. Tell me more. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's how we are. Yeah, whatever, we're healthy. whatever somebody tweets at us, like, I love the show. I just like, like the tweet. But if somebody says you did this, I'm like, okay, let's talk. Yeah. Let me bring that inside of myself. Yeah. yeah I don't. That's... Uh... <laughs> Compliments. Please. No, no, I don't want that. <laughs> um, if you want to reach out through email, send them to contact at hollowedgroundmedia.com or visit the contact page at hollowedgroundmedia.com slash contact. And remember... I am the iron in your blade. I am the fire in the furnace. The terror that flaps in the night. <laughs> <laughs>